2: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema
3: club. Coming up on Total Access, the locker room. What's the
4: mindset when you know you're going up against the top defense? For me, I'm always like hyped up because I love going against the best, you know? Because I, I, I feel like, you know, we can prove something. Like, okay, this is the best defense out there. We're going to run the ball down your throat.
3: Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I'm Michael Robinson, joined by former head coach Brian Billick. Coach, what's going down? Hey, looking forward to today talking to one of our all time favorite people. Absolutely, We're going to let you guys in on what players and coaches really talk about inside the locker room. Today, we're talking to one of the greatest running backs of all time, Adrian Peterson. And coach, he did a great job just talking about the mindset that he has going up against tough defenses and the mindset he has kind of in the offseason as he gets his body ready to do work. Adrian Peterson, the running back. He gives it to AP. I love it. Through a hole, 15, 20. I love it. To the 30. AP to the races. To the 50. To the 40. 30. Electrified. AP 90 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> and today we're bringing in one of one of the best running backs to ever play in the National Football League coach a generational back uh, to use some of your nomenclature a a 300 plus carry back to the likes that we probably will never see again Adrian Peterson
4: welcome to the podcast how you doing big dog doing good man I can't complain man how you how you guys doing
3: Man, we're doing excellent, and so I, I got—I gotta stop you first. We start off every podcast with a locker room story, and Adrian, don't give me none of that—you know—that that rated G stuff. This is the podcast. This is the After Hours podcast. So, um, yeah, give us a locker room story.
4: We we had practice one day, right? And uh, <laughs> I can't think of—I cannot think of the D.N. name. I was in here trying to think of his name, but I, I think he went to West Coast and he was like a, a second string, um. Uh, defensive end and he played a lot. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget this. Chester Taylor, he was dealing with a knee injury, you know, but he was out there practicing, grinding it out. And Chester Taylor, uh, it was a padded day, so I think it was like a, a a Wednesday, Chester chipped him. Yeah. On, you know, on a plate. And I'm talking about when I say he chipped him, he chipped him good.
3: Same arm, same shoulder. Yeah. He put him you down.
4: <laughs> So, obviously, he felt some type of way about that because, you know, everyone knew who he was battling with, and, you know, so I think he kind of tweaked his knee a little bit, right? So, fast forward, man. We we get into the locker room, and my locker was well, the same side my locker was on. His locker was over there, and also Chester, T- Chester Taylor locker was over there, too, right? So, we're sitting over there, and everyone just conversing. We're talking, you know, whatever. You know, out of nowhere, he comes up, and he's just – Wow, swings off. <laughs> he still, what? Yeah, steals, I'm talking about something. No way. In the oh, locker room? Man. In the locker room, just pow, stills off on him, right? Uh-huh. Everyone's just like, whoa. Obviously, we trying to grab him. And Chester at <laughs> this time, you know, Chester got the big on. He's slow. You just see Chester just react. Like, he didn't drop or anything. So, you know, he had a tough chin. You just see Chester just react. He grabs his chair. And he's going at the guy with this with these big old hard chairs boom <laughs> oh, he's swinging like he just got a- he's swinging got- chairs at him in the locker room yes but you know he stole off he stole off on though so like you just kind of go to a different mindset with somebody yeah. or you get punched you no know? And that was like one of the crazy. I think that was like my second, my second years, two thousand <laughs> was in there just like, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? Come down, come down, down. But I was smart enough to stay out of the way. Yeah, yeah, you know, you got a that's 250 hundred
5: pound guy. <laughs> I had I had Chester in Baltimore, and that uh, oh, you know yeah. he's such a quiet, reserved guy. It's not mm-hmm. like you know, so that that's amazing. That he would burr up like that. Yeah, but yeah. I think mean, you, know, you would have seen how hard he hit Chester. Yeah. You,
4: you would have understood his reaction. It was it, it was crazy. Wow, he punched him
3: yeah. in the face. I, I don't know if I've been in a situation like that. I mean, I talked on the podcast before about uh, one of my teammates, Percy Harvin and Golden Tate. The day before the Super Bowl, AP, they scrapping in the locker room, bro. I'm talking <laughs> about going at it, and I had to break it all up. I'm like, hey, we've already told that story, but I want to sure. talk about you, man. Like, real talk. H- how How have you done it? I mean, you've rushed for 2,000 yards. You were the last non-quarterback to win an MVP. You've led the league in rushing multiple years, and you're still doing it. I don't think people realize, guys, um, Adrian Peterson came in the NFL coach a year after I did, and I've been retired for five years. So uh, and he's still doing it. Bro, like, how have you done it? And how long do you want
4: to continue this road? You know, just blessed, man. You know, I've been blessed with good health. You know, these past three years, I haven't had any uh, serious injuries or anything like that. You know, so that's like the main thing, just being able to come out, you know, these seasons healthy. And then from there, it's just all about taking care of your body. You know, the yeah. one thing that I've always told myself, we had a sign in, in, in my high school and it said, hard work outdoes talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I've always lived by, even though at a young age, I'm talking about peewee league, like I knew that I was the best player out there, you know? Like cause it showed, you know. So yeah. it wasn't like you know, I'll being cocky, it was just like okay, I got I have the talent. What is it gonna take for me to go to that next level? I gotta work everybody.
5: Mm. You, know? you know, it's 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 amazing to me when and and having, you know coached against you and seen what you've done. And and Mike and I were talking about a little earlier. There is no, I don't pe- think people can appreciate that no one takes a beating on a football field more than a running back. I don't care if it's defensive lineman, offensive lineman, big blow up uh, DBs on receiver, that constant pounding. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you've been able to do it. I mean, d- during the course of these, obviously your work ethic, your ability to focus, to work through pain, how long, does it take you after a 250, 300 carry season? How long does it take you at the end of the season to really just kind of just not be sore? <laughs> <laughs> uh normally for me
4: for about two weeks. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, just look body... out here with that. Man,
3: look, I know you he-man and all that, maybe keep it real more than two weeks, dog. Two that's weeks. It,
4: but it, that's it, two weeks. But that it goes, that's a testament to like the work that you that I, I put in you know, the grind, to be able to build up that callus, to be able to go through a season and take that pounding and be able to jump back and recover fast, you know? Um, so, like, for instance, I had, what, 130-some carries this year? Yeah. This was the best I felt after a season, Like, literally, like, no injuries, no tweaks, no nothing. You know, and it was just like amazing to me when I after the season ended, maybe like a week after, I'm just sitting around the house. I'm just like, man, I feel amazing, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta keep going. You, you know? want to keep running? You want to keep yeah.
3: keep keep balling out? And, and and going to that point, Coach talked about how he's had to coach against you. Uh, you know, and 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 I remember when I played for Seattle, uh the year you won the MVP award. I don't know if you remember that game. Y'all came out to Seattle, I and know. I remember all week. You know, I'm you know. Me and Beast Mode, we getting at our defense. We like brother. AP finna run, walk the dogs on y'all, right? And they like, no, nah, we go do this. We go do. This. We go hit him. We go do this. We go do that. And bro, I think it was the first play. It may have been the second.
4: It was the second.
3: You broke that don't seventy-five yards. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be a long day. Peterson,
5: first down. Peterson, there goes Adrian Peterson. All the way down around the one-yard line, seventy-four yards.
3: What's the mindset when you know you're going up against the top defense? You know, during the week on Wednesday when we start game planning, and the coach, you know this, the head coach is going to walk into the team meeting room, put twenty-eight on the board, and circle this is it. the guy. We got to stop. This is the guy we have to stop. What's the mindset going up against that? Those types of defenses, and and and. and how do you get through it, man? Because you're, you're marked, man. Only the running back has 11 guys assaulting the line of scrimmage when he gets the football.
4: Yeah, you know it's it's crazy. I remember that week too, and we had we had a young line. Like I think yeah. our oldest guy was what the fifth year guy. I think it was was Charlie, our left guard, Charlie Johnson. Yep. <laughs> we had a young guy, left tackle was a rookie, Matt Khalil, mm-hmm. but we were just like, we knew what type of defense we were going up against, right? And for me, I'm always, like, hyped up because I love going against the best, you know, because I, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we can prove something. Like, okay, this is the best defense out there. We're going to run the ball down your throat. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, that's like, that's like the mindset. And um, as far as the preparation, like, we knew that they were loaded. You know, you guys were loaded. You know, Earl Thomas, Chandler, you had a French mm-hmm. Wagner rookie you know like you guys had a I forgot the DN name um he had like 12 sacks that year oh yeah yeah Chris Clemens, yeah yeah, man yeah you guys were loaded man so like coming to that game we was already wired up like hey you know what we got a young offensive group we're gonna have to make sure that we establish the run game you know we got to be physical with those guys hit them in their mouth, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what we end up doing. We lost unfortunately, <laughs> you know. Um, but it was a it was a fun game, some great memories, man. But it's a testament to, to that how good that defense was as yeah. well. You think of like you think about that second run. Like I remember breaking it to the right <laughs> and coming on on your guys' sideline. Yes, bro. back across field. And uh I remember Percy had a great block and I kind of veered off to the left and I think it was either Browner or... It was Brandon Browner. Yep. He came with the opposite corner. Yep. Man. You know, I, like I threw it right into him, and he tripped me up on the one year line. Hey, you Coach. Know? Coach. <laughs> a- AP
5: was pissed off when he got yeah. tripped up. He got up yeah. mad. Like, man, I was I needed, 75. You know I what I needed mean? the 76. So, you yeah. <laughs> know, well, AP, it's interesting when you, you go back to that 2012 season. And I'm going back and looking at it because 2010, 11, and 12, we had a handful of guys, that, you know, you could see four and five, as many as six guys in in uh, th- that had 300 plus carries since then. There's always like one, maybe two, mm-hmm. you know, Ezekiel Elliott or Derek. Is it, is it just the game has changed or we just don't outside, you know, we just don't have those kind of guys anymore. Mm-hmm. I
4: think it's a combination of both. I think that the game is changing a lot. Um, And then we don't really have those guys that are built, you know, built the same way. You know, you don't get too many guys that come in you'd be like, okay, he reminds me of Marshawn Lynch, you know, Mm -hmm. a guy that can carry the load. You know, like, like you were saying, like when I came in 2007, we had, it was at least 15 guys that it was 10 for sure. That was over 300 carries Mm -hmm. at least 15 guys. That was like 15, 20 carries away from being, being there. And you look at this year, you got, what, two guys there, Henry, yeah. <laughs> and Cook. Yep. And the next closest guy was like 240. So I, I think it's a combination of where the game is going and um, when you think about college as well. Mm-hmm. How they, the Yeah, stop, where they're coming uh, from.
5: Yeah,
4: Exactly. You might get a guy that's coming from Ohio State um, or Georgia. Uh, you know, those schools that really will rely on the run game um, where you will get a back – that'll come in and be able to carry the ball 270 times, 300, you know, 300 carries. But I think it's just a combination of how the NFL is changing up, kind of going more to that scat back, uh, more like your Alvin Kamar, a guy that'll hit it up in there. He's physical, you know, he's not, he don't remind you of a Marshawn Lynch or anything, but he'll run between the holes and the creases, but you can also spread them out and put them in different positions. So AP, like,
3: like to me, you like on what you may, you like on the Mount Rushmore running backs. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know you're still playing. I know you don't like to hear that or whatever, but I got to keep it funky with you. Right. That's what you are in this game. Like, where do you see the state of the position? I know you kind of hit on it there with the, the, the hybrid guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield scat backs where they don't even pass protect anymore. They just kind of free release those guys and, and handle it in the pass game. But, where do you see the nature of the back of the, of the running back position going? Because me personally, I think the guys like you will make a resurgence because linebackers are getting smaller. Defensive linemen are getting more agile. You know what I mean? Even the offensive linemen are changing to a degree. And I think that physical style will make
4: its way back, but I'm interested to see kind of where you see the position going. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Right? you know, I think, you know, where we are now, you know, we are in a position where you have more of that, scat back type mm-hmm. you know, you get a guy that has 140 carries you know and you know we throwing a ball which which they call it long handoffs <laughs> mm-hmm. but you look at guys like derrick henry you know uh cooks um ezekiel elliott and and it reminds you that hey you know what you can get it done this way as well playing that physical north and south you know we're gonna run the ball down your throat As well, and when you get into the playoffs, that's what you always like. You always see that, yeah. uh, Like you always see that you got that back that's in there, and they're pounding the ball, running the ball north and south. So I, I think it'll always be a situation where that is presented, and like you, like you touched on with how these backs, these linebackers are smaller, they're more agile you're going to get to the point where they're going to be like, you know what? Okay. Our best option is to <laughs> just run right at them <laughs> guys, you know, because these guys, these guys are too fast right now.
5: You know, you mentioned a few guys. Who, who do you look at in today's guys where you're going? Yeah. That, that guy's, that guy's got it. Okay. Definitely got to
4: give Derrick Henry his respect and his due without a doubt. Um, I like Barkley. Saquon Barkley, I think, he he's Saquon. Made, yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna be special. You know, there's a couple of things that you know I'll be talking to him about that I see in his game that I you know I feel like could help him come He from needs here. to
3: trust his size a little bit, he's bigger yeah. than what he thinks he is. You yeah, know what I
4: mean? That's one thing, get up in there, man. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. Um, I like Ezekiel Elliott. You know, um, I know he get a lot of you know slack because the offensive line he has, but, you know, watching him too and, you know, seeing how he works and stuff, I know that that contributes to his success as well. Um Who else? I like Alvin Kamara. Um, I like the young guy down in Oakland. Jacob. Josh is a runner, man. He can run, man. <laughs> He's a good runner, man. I like him, so I want to see what he's going to be able to do going coming into this this next year. You know, see it's the first. This think. is the
5: first time the first time you've ever disappointed me, AP, because I was hoping we could get through this <laughs> podcast without a Penn State reference. You know, at some point, Mike's you always going to get that you know Penn know it, State in there. Yeah, is I, this is, this is really for both you guys because it always interests me the nature of the league. Yeah. And there's no you, no getting away from it. I mean, there's a financial component in the league. And for a running back, and it goes back to us talking about that guy that can carry it three, 350 times. That also what lends with it is that means you're you're going to – you you can get that next contract, but you're not going to get the next one. Mm. You know, because you're going to play in that rookie contract and you're going to earn it, and all of a sudden now there's going to be value there. But then the, most clubs are going to look at that and go – OK, but now as he's approaching 30, that's the thing we already hear. We always hear. And you're you're at, you know, you're the you're a testament to the fact that that's not true. But a lot of guys, boy, they're approaching 30 and there's just not going to be that. You know, they're hesitant to give the contracts out for that next contract because they don't think it's going to be. Does something like that ever as you were knocking the ball down the way you were in the back of your mind, it was, you know, maybe, what maybe I ought to back it off a little bit. Maybe I'll be a sub 300 oh, guy because I can lengthen my career
4: a little bit. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I never took that approach to be honest with you. You know, I never had that mindset um, for me. It was always, um, you get out what you put in, you know, so it, it wasn't like, okay, I, I never wanted to go in with that fear. Cause that, that's, that's, that's kind of what I call it. Right, yeah. You know, oh, I don't want to take, you know, take 40 carries off, you know, because of X, Y and Z. You know, I didn't really look at it that way. You know, I looked at, it, hey, I want to take advantage of the opportunities I have. And then when that time comes, then I'll be able to, you know, reap the benefits of, of, of that. But, um, you know, I can see a lot of guys, young guys take that, you know, that, uh, that are willing to take that approach, um, you know, based on how, you know, the league is kind of transitioning.
3: Well, well, you, you know, and, and to that point, Coach and AP, I, I think AP, you, you were different. Your mindset was different. You were great, right? Um, some guys aren't necessarily a great in the greatness mindset, so it's a job. I'm going to do what I got to do to make sure I get the best business situation for myself. And I, I do what I do. And I really think running backs and y'all may disagree. I think running back should have a different, not a different CBA, but a different way that they do contracts. Mm-hmm. I think the total length of running backs contracts should be three years. And every three years, we should talk about this thing again, just because of what you guys are talking about. If yeah, you, so you if get you, that extra, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get that extra contract in there. And again, like we just talked about, when I get the football at the running back position, eleven guys are assaulting the line of scrimmage. There's no other position like that on the football field, so I do think that needs to be talked about. But AP, I want to get your I want to get your opinion on this. What actual physical traits like make the good running backs different from the great running backs? You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. there's a mindset. You've kind of spoken on it here, right? Um, and, and how you looked at the game, but it, it, is it is it vision? Is it, you know, that that, that speed you had? Because I used to see you in college and I already knew you was going to score when you put your head down and the ball kind of got out wide like that. I said, oh yeah, he ain't going to get caught. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are some of those traits that you see? You talked about Saquon with the speed and the size and he has to get it up in there Some Just some, what are the traits that you see that makes, that you know, that takes the running back to that next level?
4: I would say the number one thing from my perspective is the vision. Because vision can man, it, it can prevent, I mean, present so much, you know, so many different options for you. But
3: hold up. But when you talk about vision, are you talking about, I'm 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 looking at the D lineman. I'm looking at my offensive lineman. I'm feeling the second level. You know what I'm talking about. Or am I, am I, is it a gap scheme? Am I just looking at the helmet placement of the lead blocker? Or yeah, you, you know what I'm
4: saying? When you talk about vision, give our, give our listeners what you mean by that. So what I mean by that, it all depends on the play. You know, is it a gap play? Is it an outside zone play? You know, so when you break in the huddle, you're, you're getting your eyes on, you know, if you're reading a defensive line. It's three technique. It's a nine-out wide. You know, so it's, it happens fast, you know. So you, you, you're getting that set up first, first. And then it's your landmark. You know, if it's an outside zone, making sure that – and then it all depends on what type of defense you're playing. You're playing guys that, that that flow fast or you're playing guys that sit there. So getting your eyes on your landmark. And then trusting, then trusting your eyes when you go with the flow. And it, it's, it's all about that instinct. And with instincts, you have great vision. It can be an incredible combination. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're running the outside zone play, you're stretching it. And now you get those guys to flow over, and bam, now you backside, all the way backside. Oh, right behind the, the, the left tackle. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So it, it's things like that. Or you might see that crease where they have penetrated. Now you keep in the front side. So that's why I say, like, that's why that's, that's what I mean by vision, and then um, speed. You know, speed, mm-hmm. speed kills. And not only that, with speed, you got power. Yeah. You know, when you you, I don't care if you're 185 pounds. If you got low pad level and you got speed, and and, and you run into a 250 pound guy, they're gonna you feel that. Yeah, <laughs> win that way. <one. laughs> you gonna win. So I would say vision, speed. And, um, you know, obviously, you got to have the, the right mindset. Um, but those would be the main two things for me. Now,
3: now and I know Coach wants, wants to hit you with something, but I got to say this um, while we're talking about the actual stuff in game. I've been at the bottom of piles, AP, and I mm-hmm. wasn't a great like you. You know, I just I went to a Pro Bowl and did my thing, but I wasn't like the guy circled on the big board in team meeting rooms. And I felt like I've been cut with blades. I felt like somebody to grab me and my man parts. All of those things, I... I could you give us something about what's happened to you at the bottom of piles? I've seen you, you know, Marshawn used to tell me, Mike, when you get up, start stomping. Cause they're trying to twist my ankles. Just start stomping, start doing this, start doing that. What were some of the things you used to do or some of the things that happened to you at the bottom of some of these large piles full of human human beings?
4: Yeah, you know, I don't know if guys just want to take me off. <laughs> <That> <laughs> didn't was, happen. <laughs> that was it. But guys really didn't bother me at the at the you know at the bottom of piles. Now I would say. It was like once or twice my ankle got twisted up. Mm-hmm. it's like I'm laying on my back and they're on top of me, and someone twist my ankle, and I just kind of like flow with the twist, you know, mm-hmm. and get up and say say something. But I never really experienced that uh, throughout my career. What when you say,
5: Coach? They were scared of him. They won't piss him and off. Right? They do. Yeah, I'm not gonna make this guy. Have you ever shook, Have you ever shook hands with this guy? Yeah. That won't make him mad. I, I promise you. You know, I I, I was fortunate AP. I had uh, Jamal Lewis when we had that 2,000-yard season. And that's oh, special. Man. I mean, the, for the player, for your offensive line, the team, you want those 2,000 yards. So in 12, you're, you're on this, you're, you run, and you the last game against, the, it's the Packers, mm-hmm. okay? And you, you got to win it to win the division, okay, because yeah. they're pretty good as well. That was a hell of a game. You had almost two hundred yards rushing, and I, I'm always wondering was that was that more because you had to do that to win the game, or is that more I want I want this two thousand yards. I want to crank this thing up. You know what? It was more because
4: we wanted to win win that game. And this is why I say that. I think like two weeks before that we played the Texans. I went to that game and I was focused like you know what I need to get 150 yards or plus. You know and. After that game, I think I finished with maybe like 40-some yards. I can't remember, but I remember thinking to myself, you know, that's one of the first games you went into focusing on how many yards you're going to get instead of going out there and playing and letting the chips fall where they may. You know, so I was chasing that that 2,000, you know, of course. So going into that last game against Green Bay, I told myself, I said, you know what, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. I'm going to make sure that I prepare and, you know, myself, you know, with just preparation and make sure I put myself in the right position to, you know, help this team win so we can advance to the playoffs. And if I get 2,000, so be it. If I break the record, so be it. So that was a that was mindset when I went into the game. It was like, you know what, we just need to win.
5: See the last the last game for us. It was been interesting. I, it, it was been an interesting conversation for you and I, because <laughs> we wanted that for Jamal. But the last game that we had that year uh, didn't mean anything, mm-hmm. and and so we wanted it. But and also thinking now, I want Jamal healthy. You know, going forward and and into the playoffs. So we wanted it. So we had to have the conversation where where I'm, I'm wondering how that would have gone with you and I, because <laughs> Jamal, Jamal and I, because I said, look, Jamal, we're going to get that for you. Okay. Uh, and And trust me. But when it comes time, when I say you're done, you're done. <laughs> Okay, so we're agreed with that, right? We're you're gonna get the two, but but when I say you're done, you're done, and then he was great. He was says, "No, cool, coach. I'm I'm all about that. I want to be healthy." But there's also another there's a competitor. You going now? Nah, I want a few more here. <laughs> I can give you a few
3: more yards here. And hey, Coach Jamal Lewis was an animal, man. I seen him yeah. run people over and didn't blink. And you understand how hard and, that is and, to do, with a and,
5: and yeah, and then run away from them, and then run away from them. Had the unbelievable combination, yeah.
3: And, and and again, this is the last thing I'm gonna hit you with, AP. Then we'll let you go. That 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 passion, I call it passion. Some people say running violent or whatever. You know, obviously I block for beast mode. I, I, I see him as a Hall of Famer, just like I see you, um, and Frank Gore. And both of those guys mm-hmm. used to always tell me, Mike, you're gonna have to have a real physical altercation tackling me, like. This is not going to just be, you hit me from the side and I fall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to throw elbows. <laughs> I'm going to stiff arm you. Everything. Everything is going to happen. We're going to be in a physical altercation. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was your mindset when you break through that first wave? And I know you feel it. You know what I'm talking about. You break through that first wave. And now you're one-on-one with somebody. You may be boxed in. Is it more of, I want to give them a something physical, or is it more of, I'm just trying to score? It's more so
4: of I'm trying to get to the end zone. Ooh, yeah, but that that was always my mindset. I'm trying to get to the end zone. But with that, if I had to punish you, <laughs> I felt trapped or you were in way. You was in my way. So, and I, so day, I'm gonna lower my shoulder and I'm gonna make you feel me. So next time I come through, you gonna have to make a decision. Like, what do you want to do? You know, are you gonna stay up and hit me? Or you gonna to try to go from go 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 for my legs, you know? So that that was that was always my mindset growing up was like, I want to make these guys instead of feeling like I'm being the one being hit. Mm. I want to deliver the, the the punishment. I want to deliver the hit. So that's the mindset that I, that I play with. I'm attacking you. You're not attacking me. Wow,
3: you hear that, coach? An offensive player it. with a defensive mentality. Sure. I love it. AP, I can't thank you enough for coming through the podcast, man. We we got to get you back on in the, uh, later, in a little later on in the offseason to talk more running backs. That'll do it uh, for this week. Episode of Total Access, The Locker Room. For more insight with The Locker Room Point of View, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,